0: The temps are warmer, you've mowed the lawn, and maybe even turned on the AC a time or two. It's
1: definitely spring. So stealadealspi.com is having their spring sale. Log on now and get local deals up to 50% off before they're gone. stealadealspi.com. This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network.
0: Carlson, how are you?
1: I'm doing very well.
0: What are you up to? Oh, your day off to you guys? Senate staff have the day off?
1: Yeah, we have the day off. Uh, we have, uh, what, we're getting a little bit ready for uh, the first week of veto session here in a couple of weeks, and then we have another week in November. So, I don't know, I've been kind of quiet. I'm, you know, once in a while they take a few of those days off or maybe even cancel the first week, but uh, uh, have not officially heard yet what's going to happen.
0: Is there some, oh, there is more than some concern that that provision that allows for people to make donations and then can deduct 75% of it if they make it to parochial schools who can then use it to uh, help the tuition of uh, students who may not be able to afford it. I'm not so sure what the guidelines are, but I know it's state law, and I know that there are obviously teachers' unions that are not uh, involved in parochial education. The teachers' unions want that rescinded and want the governor uh, I know uh, Senator Turner has talked about it a little bit at a meeting out that S.H.E. had some folks out there last week. Um, that probably is going to come up, right? I would guess.
1: I would think that's going to come up. Obviously, I don't, I don't speak behalf uh, on behalf of our caucus at all, but uh, I have heard a little of that, and uh, yeah, I think that may be one of the items that uh, that they talk about. I mean, normally, as we know, veto session is uh, supposed to be for uh, bills that were vetoed by the governor. But as I say, hey, when when. When the majority party, they, they have a supermajority on both sides. Uh, let's face it, not many bills were uh, were vetoed.
0: <laughs> let's, um, are, are you surprised, California, not so much California, but New York, Illinois, certainly, that prided themselves of being sanctuary states and sanctuary cities and so on and so forth? They had to see this was going to happen. They had to see that Texas and Florida and other border states were not going to keep all of those people in those states... If you say you're a sanctuary state, now you deal with it. Now, all of a sudden, we have people clamoring for money. The federal government's not doing enough. They've got to continue to more money and whatever the case might be. Um, I, I don't understand what people could have been thinking about. You had to know this was going to happen.
1: No, I agree. And I, I, think they were, I, think they, <laughs> I think the Republican side warned them what was going to happen. And, I mean, let's just take a look at what's, what's happening here in, uh, in Illinois, you know, specifically Chicago. I mean, we have, uh, as I understand it, there are buses coming in and weekly and, uh, it looks, it looks like last week, you know, our governor kind of, Hey, time out here, time out. We need a little help, uh, from the federal government because you know, (laughs) with, with as many people coming to Chicago, uh, I think people need to be, I I, I don't know, concerned or warned, but obviously those people have to go someplace and, and, and where they're going to go outside Chicago, who knows, but, uh. I I find it very ironic, uh, the whole situation.
0: Let's look at the, and I know you're very well read in politics and things like that. Of all the issues on the board in an upcoming election in 2024, where do you think the border crisis, and everybody agrees it's a crisis and the cities are dealing with it now, and after this past weekend, we don't know if they if the Hamas can invade and infiltrate Israel, who we always had on a pedestal with their security measures and intelligence measures and being able to watch and monitor people, how that could have happened is still, they infiltrated the country and have been there for a while, been training. The money came from who knows where Uh, a lot of talks are going to say Iran, but but, but, but that's not it. How, where do you think that the border crisis is going to rank with American people because Republicans are not going to issue this, the Republicans say we don't know what the hell's coming in our country. Let alone Israel didn't know. We don't know who's coming across that border, who's sending them here, what they're setting up when they get here, and so on. Where's that going to
1: rank, you think? Well, I think it's getting loud enough right now. And again, if we talk about Chicago, if Chicago's being inundated, uh, overflooded with the immigrants, I mean, I think once they start, you know, <laughs> let's face it, leaving Cook County when they're going to Kankakee or Morris or Rockford. I mean, if they're starting to expand out of Chicago, then I think it's going to be elevated in even louder uh, than it is right now. So I think it's no, I think I think the immigration crisis is always what the polling that I've been privy to over the years is really a, a top five uh, concern. So I think it's it's going to continue to be a top five and, and probably two or three because of what's been happening, uh, what we're having to see lately.
0: Uh, the president, very, very proud and. I would think he's very vulnerable. The Democrats are very vulnerable on the economy, the inflation gas prices. Every time you fill up, you see it. And all of a sudden we think the three thirty-nine or three is a bargain. Uh, I, I still think that is going to raise some concern. I know there was a good jobs report the other day. Uh, somebody sent me and I apologize. I deleted it. And a young friend of mine from over in Cincinnati sent me and I'll ask him to send it again. I know he listens and, uh, a text can saying, you know, real jobs, and then when it's adjusted, what they come out forecasting, and then when the adjusted, it's always a lot less than they projected as far as jobs. The economy's still going to be, I would think. If I'm a Republican strategist, I'm probably going to hit that.
1: Well, certainly. The pocketbook is always the number one issue, and it's taxes and jobs. But but ironically, it's, it, it's, it's, it's crazy out there, and we see it here in Springfield. Uh, everybody's still looking for workers. And I, I just don't understand what the whole dynamic is there. I mean, I think we have a little bit of a lag time—you know, last six, seven, eight months—where I think some of the extra uh, this extra money from the federal government has been shut off. But maybe it's a further lag time than I thought. But I mean, as we know, uh, you go to any uh, any fast food restaurant, uh, any any uh, any grocery store. I was in a grocery store yesterday afternoon. The lines were extremely long, and uh, I, I just don't understand uh where where everybody is uh, is getting uh getting their money
0: I I see it all the time a restaurants closing at 10 o'clock at night even on weekends and I'm thinking why we don't have the help we do not have the help now I know Springfield has a reputation dining early that's what we do in Springfield we dine early and and then go home or whatever the case might be or if you don't dine you go to the bars and they're staying open but boy there are a lot of people and i don't know where all those people were who that were working but then you've got the prices they're going in i mean my gosh although i heard something today saying the farmers really not benefiting as much it's from the farmer's field to the consumer's table all the add-ons the transportation the processing the moving of the food that's what's driving the price up plus Plus, everybody's paying higher salaries, higher wages to get people to work. And guess what? They're going to pass those prices on.
1: Yeah, I think coming out of the pandemic, I think some families have made a, 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 an economic decision. You know, I, I think the other thing coming out of the pandemic, whats what I'm trying to say is what has hurt is maybe uh, child uh, daycare. I mean, as we know, I oh think my. those numbers, and I, I'm not there. I mean, our kids are older, but I think the, the cost that families are paying for daycare is extreme. So I think some families... Have made a calculated decision, economic decision that you know what, hey, one of us is going to stay at home, and 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 help raise our kids while the other works. So,
0: and, and the other thing uh, we've, ta- Greg and I have talked about it. The use of credit cards is at an all time high. Yeah. People are using more and more. Documentation shows this. Uh, reports have shown this. The use of credit cards are just off the charts at the moment.
1: Yeah, and rates aren't. Uh, I, I read the other day. Yeah. I mean, yeah, rates rates are rates are increasing on those. So, I mean, eventually that's going to come back around and and uh some some's got to give eventually on 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 that as well
0: give me a little inside baseball you are with the republican senate staff i know there's a democrat senate staff there's a house my house staff for both republicans and democrats let's talk just about the senate Mm -hmm. how first of all where is your office where are you folks republican senate staff located
1: well the republican senate staff as well as uh, our Republican centers, most centers are in the Stratton building now because of all the work being done at the Capitol. Okay. So uh, specifically I'm, I'm on the issue staff, uh, issue and research staff. I'm on the four floor Stratton building looking out over Monroe street and the, uh, the tour, I think it's a two, uh, two deck, uh, parking garage being built, uh, uh, on Monroe street. And, and, and what a project going on down there, Sam, if you haven't been Huge. there, it's just, uh, it's, a, I don't know, three or $400 million project. And, uh, you know, to watch, you know, 80, 90, hundred guys someday down in a hole. Uh, what I say is doing. It's such a big macro project, a, a a garage, but all the micro detail stuff that these folks have to do, uh, you know, every day to get the uh, to 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 get that uh, job complete is uh, is just is, is amazing.
0: Brad Carlson is with us. I was going to think about something else, but but we'll stay on on this point for a minute. So, how many people are on the Senate staff?
1: Okay, on on, on the Republican Senate staff, we have I don't know, I think we're in the seventy five or eighty, and we're divided up into we have a we have a communication staff, and uh, each one of those uh, is assigned a, a legislator, and and they write they write for them. Uh, then we have a uh, 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 my staff, which is a, a substance staff. We call it. Uh, budget and policy staff and you know there are probably any session there are 28 to 30 uh, um, issue committees and when there are 5,000 bills introduced uh, each session those 5,000 bills um, are divvied up based on subject matter to those 30 different uh, uh, committees Uh, I particularly staff the AG committee as well as the Environment and Conservation so out of those 5,000 bills you know, I may have to look over 100, 150 different bills that are assigned to my two committees, and then we, uh, and so we we uh, read the legislation, uh, let the legislators, let the senators know, um, you know, you know, if the, you know, really what's in the bill, if this is good, if this is good or bad for us, and why. Uh, we also do budget stuff, so I I analyze four or five different various uh, agency budgets, whether it's EPA, Ag, DNR. Uh, At budget time, and that happens, uh, that'll be coming up in the spring here.
0: Walk me through the demographic of the people who work there. Are there a lot of young college graduates? This is their foot in the door type thing.
1: You know, there are uh, there. There's there's an internship, uh, Illinois State internship through uh, UIS out here, and we get. uh, uh, I think you get a pool of applicants um, based on the four legislative staff. So you may get 20 applicants out of there, and then we'll get. On the Senate staff, maybe we'll take three or four. Uh, they'll work with us as interns for a year, and then uh, hopefully uh, bring them on, uh, bring them on full time. Do they stay around long? The, yeah, they the people stay. on
0: staff. Do you have a big turnover in your staff?
1: Well, here's the thing, Sam. We're the we're the super minority. Uh, we don't have uh, <laughs> we don't have any statewide offices, you know. <laughs> so you know, some people are sort of are sort of stuck as far as whether they want to move up to a. Uh, I mean, some people can always go to a lobbying job if you can, but. You know, hey, when, you know, I, I came from uh, the governor's office, you know, we were able to have the governor's office, you know, for four years. And, uh, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm on staff now, but, you know, it, it's sort of moving up when when there's an opportunity. I mean, we're the super minority, not a lot of availability out there. You were
0: chief of staff at DNR.
1: I ended up, I was, yeah, I was legislative director for three years, and then uh, uh, Director Rosenthal made me uh, uh, fortunately chief of staff the last year. And, uh, you know, it, it was a great agency, great people out there, you know, twelve, thirteen hundred 1300 people, uh, uh, statewide and, uh, just a lot of true professionals out there, biologists, scientists, and, uh, you know, they, they just, they do a lot of, a lot of good work. out Does there. that
0: automatically know when the changes governor that your, your tenure was probably going to be short lived or do sometimes they will carry some folks
1: over? Yeah, I think sometimes it'll carry some folks over. I mean, I, I I knew for me is you know there's those few positions, and I mean let's face it, I'm probably a little bit on more on the radar screen no, as being target, a Republican absolutely. <laughs> and, and uh, active and active, and so uh, you know uh, new director came in at that point, Colleen Callahan. And uh, I respect her. She did a great job. You had nice visits with her, exactly. And uh, you know, it, it, looking back at that time, Sam, you remember I was <clears throat> I was also running for alderman at the time. So I don't know. I think it seemed like maybe somebody did me a favor because they kept me on until after I lost my alderman <laughs> race. And I'm funny. That same week, I was asked to go as well as I as I lost that race. So it was. Uh, but hey, that's the way it goes. I'm a I'm a big boy. You live by the sword, you die by the sword. First so time I'm, ever happened to you. I uh, had, no, had to get out. No, we had to get out under George. George Ryan. Ryan yeah, that's exactly, right. Exactly. Exactly. We had to get out of there and that was, uh, you know, but him and Jesse White at the time came up coming in Yeah. and a little insight. Yeah. They, you know, let's face it. Times were, I think a little bit different back then. Uh, George re- reached across the aisle, uh, had a lot of friends and him and Jesse were friends and, and, and Jesse's like, George, I'll give you a, uh, I'll give you six months. Six, I'll give you six months. You get all your people off. You can't get them out by then. Then, you know, <laughs> we may help you. But he gave everybody six months. He gave George six months to pick his up people those up. people. Exactly. Absolutely. Right.
0: You know, I'll, I'll remember uh, early, uh, if Jesse was sworn in in uh, January of 99, uh, it was probably in April or May. There was this talk about uh, who they're going to let go and so on and so forth. And they had a meeting of management, which I'm not so sure I was involved, but my title was. And, um, and they had a meeting, and Jesse came in, and, and Tom no chief of staff, uh, who can play hardball. Uh, and, boy, they were just more than agreeable. Talked to – must have been 100 people in the room saying, look, we are not – you do your job, and as long as you do your job, what we ask, uh, and you make the same commitment here that you have in the past – we have no plans to move any of you or things like that. And that gave everybody a sigh of relief, especially those who were in the process of moving. But as you know, wheels and government and positions takes a little time. Yeah. Not very many people who can, new governor sworn in late January and you're working for that person in February. That doesn't happen very often.
1: No, yeah, and, and obviously under that, I mean, both, both yeah. Jesse and George were uh, understanding of that, cognizant of that, knew the fact that, so I think it was a, it was, I think it worked out. It worked out fine for everybody. I'm
0: gonna go completely um, from Wright Furniture over in Taylorville and other locations. What made Brian Shackman special?
1: Oh, Brian, yeah, it's, uh, good friend of yours. Yeah, very good friend. Very good friend. Close friend, and uh, you know, I uh, I came in, passed I, away way too early. Yeah, um, yeah, six seven years ago. He loved I,
0: politics, didn't
1: he? He did. I, uh, I he was one of the first guys I met when I came to Springfield, and uh, he loved politics. But you know Brian, what what made Brian great is you know um, he knew what he knew, knew what he didn't know and he knew that hey, behind the scenes, I'm not the candidate, I'm not the elected official. Um, you know I'm gonna I'm gonna push them out there. Um, but Brian could relate to uh, you know he knew what he knew at the end of the day what had to be done to win a campaign and a lot of it was grassroots. I mean Brian and I cut my both we cut our teeth on on grassroots politics going door to door. Um, getting the people that you needed to knock on the doors getting the people that you needed to walk to, to march on to, to walk parades um brian was just really just a people person i mean maybe you know he 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 was a policy guy had some hardcore beliefs but it was more so relationships and understanding that hey behind any good candidate any good campaign you've got to have uh some volunteers you've got to have some committed volunteers and you got to have fun doing it i mean we we worked hard but you know, hey, we also enjoyed ourselves <laughs> at the same time, but you you gotta have that. You gotta have that.
0: We don't have a lot of time things going good on the console. you oh, have a fundraiser tonight. Everybody has fundraisers.
1: You know, I do have a fundraiser tonight. It's
0: funny you should ask that well, because you I, told me about it said <laughs> you want to mention something? Yeah, I'd be glad to. Thanks for the so, segue,
1: Sam. Well, you right. know, I think uh, you know, uh, I think I'm gonna try to have a fundraiser every year. and yeah, tonight uh, from five to seven uh, in the heart of Ward Seven, at the uh, Office Sports Bar and Grill at five o'clock till seven. So please, uh, everyone's invited, and uh, uh, hope to see you there. Five to seven tonight. Five to seven tonight. I know I'm in competition with uh, with Carla Lawson. I love Carla out at, the, at the KC. Right. And uh, people and, can make them both. And a great chili tonight, and uh, and for a good cause, breast cancer awareness. Uh, but yeah, uh, certainly people uh, can make them I don't think chili starts out there till five thirty. So come by five o'clock, have a have a refreshment, an appetizer, and uh, head your make your way out to KC West.
0: What's the chemistry like on the council right now? I mean, it's a new council, new mayor, a lot of new aldermen. Some of the old aldermen may have had a little better relationship with uh, Mayor Jim Langfelder uh, than they may not be quite as comfortable or in sync with Misty Busher. What's the chemistry like?
1: No, I I, I think it's fine. Yeah, I mean, certainly, I mean, anytime you uh, have a switch in a mayor. Um, and obviously nonpartisan, but you know maybe Democrats or Republican. I think there's there's a there's, there are a couple on there that I get along with what well, but I think uh, there's still uh, maybe some growing pains early but uh, for the most part, um, you know they understand uh, as well that hey you, you need six votes to pass anything and uh, so no, I think uh, I think everybody gets along uh, gets along fine. I, I certainly get along with everyone. You've seen as much road city
0: construction. I mean you cannot. Most city streets in Springfield right now, you just can't drive straight on it for a very long time without getting detoured.
1: Oh, no. I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I live here near you, the mall. I mean, it, 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 it takes me a little bit longer now. It's it's certainly not easy uh, <laughs> getting to work anymore. And I think what you're seeing, not only you're seeing it statewide, uh, I've been out of state a couple of times over the last couple of months, and I think what, you, what we're seeing happening is, uh, you know, there was talk last year of the federal government kind of clawing back uh, some of the COVID funds that everybody got. So I think everybody sort of uh, ramped up and, and uh, uh, earmarked some of these funds for various projects. So I think, I think that's kind of what you're seeing is, is everybody sort of uh, emptying the tank on some of this COVID relief money and, and and putting it in where it should be. I mean, infrastructure. I mean, to me, that's what I've talked about. We need good infrastructure out there, whether it's roads, sewers, You know, what have you. And I think that's what we're seeing, uh, you know, specifically here in Springfield. You think now, you've always been a
0: cheerleader. I think you've been optimistic, to say the least, about the Shield Sports Park. You, uh, from the beginning, said it's going to happen. Uh, Do you feel a lot more comfortable now that the shovels have been turned? Or where are we at? Every indication is there's heavy moving equipment out there, not necessarily moving. I think the farmer's still doing some work in the fields. Maybe when they're done, we'll start to see a little more.
1: Yeah, I feel good, and I take the lead from Ryan McCready at Economic Growth Alliance. But on my way here this morning, I I, I took a little detour and drove out there. did see three or four bulldozers out there. It was a little bit dark. So, um, yeah, I do feel confident that uh, uh, those bulldozers, now that shovels are in the ground, I think those bulldozers are going to start digging here uh, rather shortly, I'm told.
0: Are you comfortable with the city's commitment to where they're at? Do the taxpayers, are they... On the line to lose money?
1: No, we're not on the line to mo- lose money at all. I mean, if this thing never starts, uh, we don't lose any money. And if this thing starts and, and after a year the uh, uh, developer goes bankrupt, uh, the citizens of Springfield uh, are not out any out any money. And for me, uh, that's really what it's all about. You know, this is not our money. Uh, we need to be good stewards of our taxpayer dollars. And uh, when 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 I was told. Uh, by the mayor's office on a couple of different occasions when I met with them that, hey, uh, we are not going to be out any money, then then, then I'm fine with that.
0: Everything else okay? Chain uh, gang, you and Larry Rockford still doing the chain gang for the football. That's that beautiful stadium out there on the north side, Memorial Stadium.
1: Yeah, we are. It's hard to believe, Sam, we were talking. There's only wow. two weeks left. But as far as Memorial Stadium, it, it's, it's great. Uh, if anybody hasn't been out there, uh, the turf is excellent. I know uh, the players are happy. Uh, The coaches are happy. I know the officials are happy, and uh, it looks great. And there's a lot of big development going on out there. Uh, They're still at Lanfair, It looks great. You can see in the windows uh, that new gymnasium looks uh, looks tremendous.
0: I think the one thing, and I heard Roop and Tim talking about it, I never gave it a thought. But, boy, it's a little challenge right now for 186 in high school football, and they have really nice coaches. But I think – Southeast, Lamphear, and Springfield between the three of them have three victories this football season.
1: Yeah, and and, and your son
0: played at Springfield. You know some of the challenges.
1: Oh yeah, and I know I know more coaches there at Springfield, but uh, I'm familiar with uh, Southeast. See them a couple times this year, as well as Lamphear. And I can I can tell you that those coaches are dedicated. Uh, they're working hard, but the kids are working hard. I mean, we're uh, we're right up and close, as you know, on the sideline, and uh, you, hear you know it. they're they're working hard. I mean, they, they may only have one or two wins, but they are working hard and, and, and taking direction from their coaches every day. And I'm really at the end of the day, that's all you can ask for.
0: You told me one of the best teams you ever saw far for organization was Lamont high school.
1: Well, Lamont high school, a couple years ago when they came down to Springfield real quick, you know, I'm on the sideline there beforehand, an hour before, and Schweitzer's down there. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, I'm, we're watching them for 30 minutes. And I look at Tim, I said, Tim, do you notice? He goes, what? I go, there's complete silence. There's a hundred players out there and they're running reps. And they know exactly how many reps they're doing in this formation, defense, offense, and was it was just amazing. Now, once kickoff started, it was a different story. (laughs) Those coaches were crazy, but during during ups they had those guys well prepared, prepared, well organized, and they knew exactly what they're doing without saying a word.
0: Thank you, Bad Carlson. Thank Thank you, Ranger. Tonight at five to seven at the office, office tavern over in Montville. Thank you, brother.